Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 53 of the Communication Coach Podcast. I hope you're well and had a great week, whatever you've been doing. And this week's podcast is titled Why Clarity in Conversation is So Important. A couple of things have happened this week and I've learned some lessons from them. So I thought I'd share with you what they were and how they impacted on the conversation and the communication and inevitably the behavior that goes with all of that. I'm going to touch on Batari's box which is about how your attitude affects your behavior, affects my attitude, affects my behavior, and how that shows up in everyday life and actually how very true that is, or certainly I believe that to be very true in in the reaction and action that I've seen from people. And how also it has led to the death of a king many, many years ago in 1120 and how that all came about because... I've been helping Meg with her study this week. Actually, that's a bit of a lie because she's well out of my sort of um, understanding of different aspects already. But it's interesting to catch up on all those things I've forgotten from school and to be reminded of the history. But actually looking at the different communication and, and the different communication of how the teachers communicate about the importance of tests, but doing it in a way where that the children feel that it's not that stress and then how the conversation of other people put the stress on kids when they talk about it and those conversations about understanding the importance of clarity through what do these tests mean and how does that impact on younger people of today. So I'm going to start with the 1120 death of a king. So in 1120, it was the era of Henry II and... Thomas Beckett and they used to be really good chums Uh, they used to hang around together do lots of things together and eventually through their political and religious understandings funny how it's always politics and religion isn't it (laughs) that gets in the way of a really good friendship over the years perhaps you have can relate to that and had many a conversation recently or certainly around Brexit and when we were voting in or out very emotional vote for people And I know that it caused angst in some families and still does around that because of the beliefs that go with it. So that's an aside. So Thomas and Henry II had this great friendship. There's a long story behind that, how their friendship broke up. And I don't have time to go into that today. But Thomas Beckett was killed allegedly on the orders of Henry II. And apparently what actually happened was that Henry II was having a conversation to himself, a private conversation, and he was heard by his guardsmen to say words to the effect of, who will rid me of this man? Or will no one rid me of this man? Because he was getting on his nerves a little bit and he was causing a bit of angst in the king's life. And the guardsmen took it upon themselves that that meant the king wanted Thomas killed. So without going back and checking in with the king, if that's actually what he meant, off they went and they killed Thomas Beckett. And when the king found this out, he was very distraught and very angry and very hurt because he still cared and liked for Thomas a lot. So in that simple misunderstanding, I know that's a dramatic example, 
but I think it's a good example to start with. In that simple misunderstanding, somebody lost their life. So the importance of clarity. And as I'm sitting here talking about this, it's re- it reminds me of a negotiation that I wasn't directly involved in myself, but there was a shooting in South London. And one of the negotiators heard the gentleman in question say, I don't want to live anymore. And another negotiator heard him say, I do want to live. Two very different things, but when you're caught up in stress and emotion, the words get clouded. Thankfully, all negotiations are recorded, so they were very uh, quick and easily able to go back through the recording and clarify what the gentleman had actually said. But can you imagine if that had been misunderstood or misconstrued or the clarity hadn't been there? And it also reminds me of gaining the clarity with people who are in immense crisis. So those people who are at the end of their tether, who want to take their own life because they don't want to live anymore and can't see a way through it. And often we don't ask the direct question of, are you thinking of killing yourself today or are you thinking of taking your own life? We kind of like pitter-patter around it and don't get that clarity. And that, again, is a very important aspect. So how does that manifest itself in normal everyday life away from those extreme examples so this week i sent a text to my other half not a particularly well-worded text i have to say it was in response to one that i had received it was a time when i was working i was under immense pressure i had an enormous amount going on i was trying to balance lots of things and i misinterpreted in my mind what the text meant So in my misinterpretation, I send a text message, which wasn't meant as a anything other than trying to work out why I felt I'd been left in a position of not being helped over the weekend. And of course, I sent this back in hindsight in that, you know, when you do that emotional thing where you don't let the logical brain click in and say you're straight onto the text message and it's like boom, 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 boom. And off it goes. You just blurge everything out. It was a pretty long text message. (laughs) And, of course, I get one back immediately, um, which I can tell has caused my other half some angst and concern, and they're now fed up. They're annoyed at me. I can tell that by reading it. And so instead of reflecting, of course, instead of reflecting on the text message I'd originally sent and gone, well, actually, I can see where they're coming from on that because I could have worded that a lot better. And that's not what I meant. This is what I meant. I, of course, went straight back onto the text message and sent a text message in response to the one that that I had received. So we've gone from a normal day, normal conversation to me not clarifying what the original text message actually meant and then my partner not clarifying what I meant and then it snowballed that snowball effect where eventually I had to say right we're not arguing about this and then of course you meet up face to face and it's a little bit frosty perhaps you can relate to this and then you work your way around it I apologized they apologized and it it was we we worked out why it had happened and it was all about that clarity so a simple Um, If I had actually taken the time to go, what do you mean by this? I would have got the clarity. And if they had taken the time to say back to me, what do you mean by this? 
the conversation wouldn't have snowballed. And because I don't know about you, but often when conversations snowball or they become something that they're not meant to be, they have an impact. They have an impact on how you feel because you start thinking about it. And when you start thinking about it, it starts to affect the way that you're feeling. So I'd gone from a perfectly normal day to suddenly thinking, oh, hang on a sec, and then getting a little, little bit frustrated. And that is the same for the other person involved. So these things happen very quickly and they snowball just because we haven't checked in. And how often do we do this, especially with our bosses, when they ask us to do something or they'll come in and because they've got something going on in their mind, they'll ask us to do something without any sort of how are you, how's your day going, any of that, because they're completely on their own agenda because everything's going on in their brain. And they'll ask you to do something. You don't clarify what it is. You'll take back. Maybe it's a report. Let's use a report. So you write the report how you think it should be written because you haven't quite clarified exactly what they want I've done this loads of times (laughs) and then you take the report back and they go that's not what I want can you do this this and this and you actually say in your head perhaps you even say it out loud you probably moan about it in the office when you leave your boss's office and go into your own office you probably say something along the words of like well why don't you just do it yourself why don't you do it yourself and then on the flip side of that if you're the boss or the leader of a team and you ask somebody to do something for you and perhaps you don't clarify exactly what you mean by that or check in that they understand. So you could always just say at the end, um, can you just repeat back what you think I mean? (laughs) Because sometimes I know I'm not very clear or I know what I mean in my head, but it might not have come across how I've communicated and check in with them. And then if they've got the understanding, then great. But if they don't, what happens is then you get the report back then you go, no, I want it like this, this, and this, and this. They go out of the office, and then you think it would have been quicker if I'd done it myself. And sometimes you even end up doing it yourself because we haven't had that clarity. So I'm sure you can probably think of lots of examples in your life with your kids, with your partners, with your bosses, perhaps even some members of your own team where because we haven't checked the meaning, what it means, it's then had an impact on the uh, product what we've got produced and I certainly know that from leading the team in my own businesses now certainly leading teams when I was in the police if I didn't if I did didn't check the other person understood then often the result would not be the one that I wanted now as a coach we clarify we clarify by repeating back and reflecting and that helps us to ensure that what we've understood is the right message because we get this we get the message we interpret it we interpret the message and sometimes we even pass the message on so sometimes the clarity gets even more diluted and more watered down if say for our boss uh, we're the team leader the boss gives us what they want then we ask somebody else to do that it often gets watered down and the result is way off the mark from what the original request was in the beginning it's really important just to check that through and not to be afraid about checking that through. Sometimes I feel that when we have people in a higher... Ra- I'm very rank-orientated having been a police officer. I know that the military is the same. but if And I know that the Marines are very good at this, that they have to be able to trust, obviously, the person who leads them. So they have to be able to ask the questions that play on their mind to check the meaning and clarify exactly what is supposed to be happening and that there's no fear in doing that. So also it's about creating that atmosphere as a parent, as a leader, as a, a team player. is about having that atmosphere where we feel comfortable to have those conversations. You know, if we 
certainly sometimes as a parent we don't sometimes we say this is this is how it is and and that's the way it is and there's no explanation or there's no clarity given as to why we've made our decision and that can cause friction especially as teenagers sort of push those boundaries more because they're getting their own experiences and they're starting to question what your beliefs and values are and they're finding them from other people so they're pushing back constantly pushing back and sometimes we're not clear about how they might be feeling and we'll make an assumption and often when we make an assumption without clarity we'll become accusatory and we'll say why so rather than so let's think of an example of that so let's use teenagers because they're always good to use um, and your teenager comes back they're feeling pretty annoyed about something that's happened at school uh, maybe they've had a detention let's use detention so they come back and they say you're like so where have you been I've had a detention. Now, often, not always, I get this, some of us are far better at, at working our way around this than others. Often, we will say in the immediate response, what did you do? Rather than checking what actually happened. So rather than asking the question, oh, what happened for you to get a detention? Or you look, you look annoyed about the fact you got in a detention. We'll go straight in with why, what did you do? And that, of course will create that defensive kick in from the other person who will then think that we're accusing them of doing something because we've used the why language or we've said it in a tone that sounds a little bit like a blame language okay so i hope that helps around clarity often when we don't have that clarity then we get stuck in emotional conversations rather than logical clarifying and then moving forward I hope you have a great week in whatever you're doing and I'll speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.